Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Boys. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me all together for like the first time in forever, my dear friends, Lieutenant Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David. What's happening, fellas? We got we got the band back together. Yeah, bands yeah. reunited. Remember that? The boys are back in town. No, do you remember that bands reunited? No. It was like a VH1 show where somebody tried to get. 80s bands back together. Oh, really? I don't remember that. I'm sure that went over so well, <laughs> and especially on VH1. All right. Oh yeah. Hey, it was a at least it was a show about music, and not some dating show. Flavor of whatever. Flavor yeah. of love. <laughs> or yep. Rock of love or whatever. Ridiculousness. Uh, that's MTV. Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> I love New York or whatever that yeah, is. <laughs> hey, I love New York was a spinoff of Flavor of Love, okay? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. You seem to know all of these intimately well, Chase. Hey, what are you going to do in like the early to mid-2000s when you got nothing better to watch late night or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. VH1 reality shows. Dude, New York was like crazy. <laughs> she was just crazy. Woo. She was written well, apparently, for that reality show. I'm just saying. Oh, man. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the mashed potatoes and the bourbon since y'all took turns with it in Shuttlepod 14. Just keep it stocked up, and Just keeping it stocked. Yeah. 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 Did you did you find, like, the little little um, markings that Eric etched in onto uh, part of the panel? No, I, I didn't get that in depth. But, you know, look, I'm not saying anything. Okay, I'm not accusing anybody of sabotage, but you know, if, uh, if you know internal investigations comes around, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't me who said anything. I'm innocent. Hmm. Eric's not, but I am. But nothing. <laughs> I'm not. Don't worry about it. <laughs> nothing. No, nothing I mean you know, all. just uh, if anybody you know, late night, just you know, hey, uh, starts knocking on your quarters door, it's. it's it's not my fault. I didn't do anything. Director Sloan, it's fine. Not, not not that Director Sloan. It's a different Director Sloan. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Well, what have you two been up to? How have your, your weeks been? Eh, not too bad. Um, God, I don't... It's funny. You said before we started, it's like, I, have, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. It's like, yeah, it's been more than four days. So more than four days before <laughs> since we recorded something. So... Yeah, I don't even really remember the last recap recap we did. I I did the, the reason I wasn't actually here was had tickets to a, uh, a, a double feature for the Jurassic World thing. So it was Jurassic Park, the first movie and Jurassic World. Jurassic Park still holds up, by the way. It was great. I had I had such a good time watching that on the big screen. I was like, I wonder if they're going to like remaster it or anything, make it look better. It's like, no, nah, it looked fine. Mm. Uh, but boy, oh boy, that Jurassic World movie was hot garbage. It was a terrible movie. It was paced like like a dinosaur. It was two and a half hours of just slogging through mud with multiple storylines and a bunch of people, Avengers assembling in a line, looking at somebody else doing something. Oh my Lord, it was terrible. I look over at my girlfriend sitting there and, and she doesn't look very happy. And I was like, what's up? It's like, I just wish this movie would end. And then I was like, I wish this movie would end. Would you like to leave? I don't know. 
but maybe we toughed it out it but it was whoo that was rough and i'm sorry for anybody who liked that movie but man that was a rough that was wow. a rough go well i mean i haven't <laughs> seen it yet but you mean you just like trashed it i'm sorry dude it's like there was a lot of nostalgia like i'm sure there are people who really you know like the nostalgia it's not a spoiler because it's already been out there they bring back you know yeah. lord dern and uh uh sam neill sam neill yeah there we go and uh jeff goldblum. uh yeah goldblum well, i can't jeff remember goldblum was in the second one wasn't he very briefly yeah. like a hot second yeah oh okay but they bring all of them back it. it's nostalgia you know then you get chris pratt and and the the whole it, there's like a clone girl and i don't know there's just dinosaurs running around it's like super responsible to just have you wrapped her out in the middle of montana where the heck you were but it, it, yeah it was ooh, it was rough it was it was rough it was like if discovery were feature length but with more unforgettable characters <laughs> more unforgettable characters <laughs> oh, shoot, dude. or more forgettable characters shoot right? forgettable 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 oh english was never my strong suit no it was it was it was rough it was it was a pretty pretty rough go the the entire way but anyway that's that's kind of what happened last week and just been working and uh this weekend heading down to cincinnati to do cincinnati things going to see a Reds game and going to nice. some market, a bunch of other stuff, go to the aquarium. It should be fun. Okay. Look at you having a life. Proud of you, man. Thanks. Yeah, man. I appreciate living. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Who knew? Oh, man. How about you, Eric? Yeah, nothing. You know, we were, we were, we were thinking about going to see the new Jurassic Park up at the drive-in in New Braunfels, but I think maybe we might pass on that. <laughs> Just go watch Buzz Lightyear. It's fine. <laughs> and I would like to just add, like, you got to add a little Southern twang to the way you pronounce some, some of this stuff, okay? So not New, New Braunfels, New Braunfels. New Braunfels. There it's you go. It's German. It's German, though. It's Texan is what it is. <laughs> it's German. It must sound a little Brooklyn getting in there. You know, New Braunfels. New Braunfels. They got the Schlitterbahn in New Braunfels. <laughs> Just put a put a little put a little Southern New York on it. You know, it'll be fine. <laughs> Goodness. Yep, 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 yep. Make sure you check out the Buckies while you're in New Braunfels. You know. Oh, it wasn't like the they're like some news about like a new super gigantic Bucky's coming back they're all super this, gigantic like, how can no you but there's like like there was like one that I just heard news about like a new suit like a super Bucky's that was gonna have like 150 pumps or something like that that's it just 150 I, I don't I, I I'll have to find the story but I just heard news okay. about like a super Bucky's Wow. You know, down, down the road, they're putting in a new gas station with a grand total of about eight pumps. It's going to be big. It's going to be great. Probably still a UDF. Might even have some malted milkshakes. It'll be, it'll be fun. <laughs> David, the next time you're in town, I'm going to take you to Bucky's. There's one that's not too far from the station. And uh, you know, we're, we're going to go. We're going to get you some beaver nuggets. It'll be great. 
I'm so happy that when I come down to Texas, you know, I get to see all the amazing sights of Texas, including a grocery store, another grocery store, some strange liquor store that didn't look like anything, but maybe a crack house, but wound up being just fine. Eric was there. Uh, he drove a gas station, a Whataburger. That was good. That was good. So you'd be knocking Whataburger. All these famous Texas sites. Right. Hey, Holocron, let's go, somebody. Oh, that's hey, you true. Come down that to San cool. Antonio. We'll go to the Alamo. <laughs> hey, we got something fancy down here. You have a, is the, but does the the Alamo have a basement? Okay, can you take David to the basement of the Alamo? No. I don't even think you can go inside of the Alamo. You can actually. Can you? Can you? Yeah. I do have a question for Eric, though, because I I did see his social media post about meeting, uh, you know, a, a certain, you know, ice, you know, some something, some, some flavor of ice cream with extra ice on top of it. And yeah. I my my big question is, how did you even recognize him? I looked at it and I was like, I would have never recognized that guy out of a lineup. Well, I mean, if. Here, like, if you listen to the podcast episode, The Best of Cisco, you will hear the whole story, <laughs> whether or not this episode comes out before or after that. Um, <laughs> well, I guess but, I wasn't but, a part um, of that one, so I can go back and listen. <laughs> I can't listen to anything <laughs> to which I've been a part of. So, there you go. Um, um, no, basically, he was he was at the restaurant where my girlfriend's mom works, and. Uh, she called um, to ask for a ride and was like, by the way, there's somebody here. Like, he's famous. He's like, ice vanilla or something. <laughs> vanilla ice? He's famous. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to go down there? Act like surprised when we see him come out and we're just there to pick up her mom? <laughs> Whoa! Vanilla ice! <laughs> Might have made his day. I don't know. Well, see, I recognize Vanilla Ice because he was on VH1 programming in the mid-2000s mm -hmm. called... <laughs> the Surreal Life. The Surreal Life. <laughs> Bringing it full circle. There we go. Turntables turned around. <laughs> Did you just say to him, like, you know, just as you're leaving, it's like, go, Ninja. Go, Ninja, go. <laughs> no. I did. Dang. But I said, "What? how does the end, the end of the song ends up? It's time to leave. Word to your mother. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. So um, there was a, 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 I think it's a funny story. Um, we were, um, uh, we were having Sunday lunch with um, my wife's family uh, recently and like we're, we're like waiting for like some of the things to like finish like in the oven or whatever and I see my father-in-law and he's on his laptop and I see like out of the corner of my eye like my, my Star Trek senses were tingling and I see he's doing a search for like Star Trek and I see like Star Trek Picard and like Star Trek something else and I see him like pulling up these like Wikipedia pages I'm like oh you're doing a 
a search for, for Star Trek or something. What, what, what's going on? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, um, like, when Picard takes place. And I'm like, okay, are you talking about season one or are you talking about season two? And he has, like, no idea what I'm talking about. And I just start, like, rattling off, like years and stuff like that like it's 2399 for season one it's 2401 for season two and he's like oh well when does picard become captain i'm like well what do you mean like are you talking about this or that and he's like you really know a lot about star trek don't you and i'm like yes yes i do (laughs) so he has no idea that i i'm doing this star trek podcast like i'm just like rattling off you know like 2364 is whenever he takes command of the Enterprise D and 20 years prior to that he's already been a captain on this other ship and you know this is taking place you know about a hundred some odd years um, past Kirk and he's like oh okay I'm like yeah if you ever have any like Star Trek questions just let me know so I was I was having a ball with this like he's like googling and wikipediaing stuff and like I'm just like rattling off you know like a nerd that I, that I am. I was about to say, it's better than just looking at you straight in the eye, dropping his glasses a little bit. I assume he wears glasses. He, uh, he wears glasses in my fantasy here. Just looks at you, says, boy, you're uh, you're quite a nerd, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. Oh, so yeah, there's that. Um, also, um, one thing that I'm particularly happy with, um, I think I was talking to, I might've talked to you about this, David, I can't remember, but I've been asking like some of my like friends that play instruments at least about like pianos and and whatnot. Um, and like what the best like starter one is and everyone's like, oh yeah, you want to like totally get like an 88 key, you know, weighted keyboard or whatever. And I'm like, cool. I go searching for them and yeah they're not cheap weighted keyboards are are not cheap like i think the cheapest one i found a full 88 key weighted one six hundred dollars and i'm like i am not ready to shell out six hundred dollars on something that i'm trying to learn and you know like it's it basically comes down to like octaves like that you like want to be able to like hit all the octaves or whatever and like someone in my neighborhood they're like, yeah, my daughter, she's selling her keyboard. I'm like, ooh, is it weighted? How many keys? And it's 61 key. 30 bucks sold. Let's go, yeah. somebody. So right behind me, I have my my keyboard that I'm learning on now. And um, yeah, there we go. I'm finally learning the keyboard. Learning a new instrument. Yeah, buddy. That's all I got to say about it. So I'm pretty happy um, that I finally get to learn keyboard. Go you. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. I feel the support. Are you gonna you gonna take it like in a Jeffrey's tube and then maybe somebody can accompany you with the Ruskin flute you have? You mean Because I did see that too on social media. Yeah, man. <laughs> I got me a Ruskin flute. Play a little flute. duet. I've I have started learning um inner light, by the way, on this thing, and um it's been fun. I won't play it right now because it'll clip the the audio, so I won't do it. But yeah, I, once I once I get a little better, I'm gonna, you know, take a stab at it. 
Um, nice. So yeah, uh, the first like I've started learning um, Jurassic Park, which is pretty easy, by the way. Um, I've started learning a little bit of Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, which is not easy, by the way. Uh, that is very complicated, but anyway. That that was actually the other thing. I, I don't, you know, I don't think uh, I think it had been even before I watched that movie that we had recorded something. Great movie. I actually Amazing really enjoyed that. Movie. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, I, I saw I that. Still, I still haven't seen that. Eric. You need to go ninja, go ninja, go ninja, go and see that movie. I'm just saying, it's fantastic. It, it's it's worth the watch. I'm it, sure, it really I'm is. sure it is. Date night. Let's go. Well, she hasn't seen the first Top Gun. Bro, it's you on like, you all don't the need streaming to. things. It's on all the street. I think I feel like you would have to see the original. No, you really you don't. don't. Not for this. No. I mean, unless you want to see some playing with the boys, you know. I mean, yeah. You'll understand the reference when you. <laughs> all right well gang you don't want to go ahead and move things along and let's do it do the thing all punch right, let's, it let's talk trek all right everyone um we are going into spoilerific territory as we talk about star trek strange new world season one episode seven the serene squall that 10 times fast. No. Okay. Last week was definitely a you cannot say this 10 times fast. Lift us where you suffering cannot reach. You couldn't even say it twice or once. I couldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I really couldn't. No, the serene squall. Yeah, so here, guys, we're on episode seven. This is crazy. This season is almost over. Like, this has been flying. Um, and by the way, um, um, Eric, I don't know if you, you looked or, or David, if you looked, but um, just because we've been kind of, you know, you know, phoning it in for like, you know, some of like the, the thoughts or whatever. Um, so Eric missed um, 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 Spock and Muck when David and I were together um, doing this. And boy, were those scores off, by the way. I just want to bring this in real quick. So Spock and Muck. David and I gave them both like nines. David gave it a 9.3 and I gave it a 9.2. Eric gave it a 7.6 for Spock and Oh, really? Okay. Um, and then last week, it was Eric and I recording. And David sent something in uh, for the really long one about the kid in the chair. Um, Eric gave it an 8.7. And just to be ornery and, you know whatever i gave it an 8.75 and david gave it an eight and eight and a half so for the most part we were all in the same tri-state area um but will that be the case tonight here at the end okay so guys we um so with this with this episode we of course we get the um like the last time on Strange New Worlds. And uh, among the highlights are like the whole captain's table uh, reference, among other things, which, as random as it is, actually plays a part in this episode, which I, I appreciated. Um, and, you know, touching on a few other things. Um, and we start out with another log. Guys, we, I think we are like seven for seven with this show doing a log at the top of every episode. 
Whether it's a captain's log, a personal log, or a something log, we're getting a log at the start of every episode. That's got to make Eric's trekkie heart very, very happy. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the the things about this episode that makes me happy. You know. One of, one of them? There one of them? Well, I mean. The I only mean, one? There aren't very many things about this episode that make me happy. No, <laughs> no Eric. <laughs> David, can you show him the airlock or show him to his shuttle pod so he can go home? <laughs> Do we have bourbon and mashed potatoes? <laughs> oh, boy. I guess, well, oh, man, we'll, we'll get to more of that later. That's that's a tease right there. Ooh. I thought you would have. I thought you would have loved just all the. Hey, I've read some of these books. To bring, I've never read any of these books before. But perhaps we could read them together sometime. I, I mean, like, I'm over Spock and to bring at this point. Like, I, this it feels like too much, and and like they're engaging in way too much intimate behavior for like what. I think about Vulcans, right? We Vulcans were told they don't have sex drives, right? But here, there's every every time they see each other, they're just finding some time to get it on, mm. finding an excuse. Well, this, it this, seems like this. This is why all the star dates are so funky because it, there, there's so many seven year gaps here, Eric. I mean, we're just we're just seven yearing all over the place, which is you know totally impossible, but it's fine. No, I, I, it's I, seven I, years I get, somewhere. That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, they really want to. They, they really seem to want to make make something out of you know the Spock and Christine Chapel thing. You know that was, you know, vaguely sort of in in in, uh, in the original series as well. I don't really mind to bring at all. I, I did kind of find it a little strange that we've. Is this a uh, third third episode she's been in? Um. So we have the we have the premiere. We mm-hmm. had um, Spock and Muck, this one, and was it last week too? No, she wasn't on no. last week. Mm-hmm. No, no, but r- r- regardless, I three or four. I don't know. It's it, they they got really you know really heavy with uh, Leon's character right, and now we we've been yeah we've been yeah, a little a little heavy on this whole relationship thing too, but but, but I don't know, know. I, I wasn't upset by it. But you thing- say you, sorry, hold on. You say that they want to highlight Spock and Chapel's relationship, but like that seems to be like the only thing about Nurse Chapel's character that has, like that's the only story that she has and I think yeah. that's a little disappointing seeing as how it looked like in the in the pilot episode like she was going to have like actual story but I I don't really feel like that that's where they're going with it right now. Yeah, with her being like this you know geneticist that does like crazy cool genome whatever kind of stuff. Yeah. The thing I can't remember if we talked about this or not, and I might be going out. I'm probably going to go out on a limb here, but I like this portrayal of T'Pring, and I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little bothered that, you know, I'm liking 
to Pring, but knowing where it's going to end up with with their relationship. Well, we also get Stan there too, yeah, so it's like yeah. pretty pretty glaring. It's like, oh, this is where it all started. Oh, it's a work, it was a workplace romance. <laughs> Stan and Stan was always there. Oh yes, yes he was. <laughs> Holding the data pad. He he's. I think he got a little buffer over time though. Yeah, yeah, little buffer. Just a skosh. Just a teeny <laughs> tiny bit. All right. Well, yeah. So it's Tapring's personal log, um, working at the retreat um, and talking about how productive it's been, but also um, having time away from Spock and wanting to spice things up. And she's been doing this research of um, human sex practices and customs and whatnot, and making it really awkward. I think uh, whenever she gets on the screen with him like hey have you heard of this thing hey have you heard of that thing hey how about that thing okay we get it to pring i gotta go i gotta go wash my neighbor's cat see you later to pring I'll, I'll be back later you get it you want to uh, experiment with his human side yes <laughs> yes that's fine that I, I guess that's fine um I don't, I don't really know if we really need to camp out on this too nah, much. No. Okay. Here we get um, a storyline. There's this counselor who says there are people, colonists, that have gone missing. And they're on the edge of Federation space, so they need help. And I've seen situations like this before. You know, I'm delivering humanitarian aid, but I can't always do enough. So we need Starfleet to help us out. Right. Which I gotta say, I was kind of digging this this um, uh, Doctor Aspen character that was being portrayed by um, was it Jesse James um, Kytel, Kytel, something like that. Like Kytel, like Harvey Kytel. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Um, I, I mean, I thought I, I was really enjoying um, the introduction of this character and how the character was used, um, especially in the early part of the episode. I was really digging it. Um, <clears throat> And um, yeah, so we we go do the thing, you know. We go and we investigate, and shenanigans ensue, hijinks ensue, um, with laser nets and pirates. Yeah, but first, you know, we're leaving Federation space, which we we should probably get authorization for. But like, does that make sense? Because if we're if we're exploring, right? We don't always do our exploring in Federation space. I feel like. Last week when we went to that planet, we were not in Federation space, were we? Right. Do we have to get authorization to go there? I mean, we were on a cartography mission, but how much exploring can you do if all you do is stay inside Federation space? Have we ever really, like, had much in the way of, like, some of that protocol? Because, like, okay, so let's just say you're on your five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, right? Okay, sweet. But how much checking in would you honestly do? And I know I know it's constantly put out, oh, Starfleet's not a military organization. That's totally a military organization. Well, they do have a, a, a hierarchy and a structure and a protocol for a lot of things. 
do you think that maybe like along the way yeah you check in period hey i'm gonna go i'm gonna uh, we're turning left we're, we're we're doing a hard left a few parsecs or you know something <laughs> terms but you, you know, i mean <laughs> seriously though do, do you ever think that maybe it could have been a part of a protocol to like check in and maybe maybe not so much permission but just like hey we're going into this new uncharted space and everybody cool with it yeah sure go pike it's fine i feel like you would have to check in Mm -hmm. like they have to know that you're still out there which is where like the whole buoy thing comes in um a little bit later on like yeah let's just dump a buoy in this like asteroid something field right and um and hope it doesn't get hit and break or whatever kind of enterprise-esque no Yeah. I mean, like, I know, I know Pike, he had, um, what was it? He had some angst in, um, Discovery, like when the Klingon, uh, war was, was going down because they were in deep space exploration away from all the conflict while everyone else was engaged in it. Um, so... I guess I'm going to like kind of ask this, you know, with with him being in like deep space, you know, with with the Enterprise doing that then, was there still check-in going on during wartime? Or were were they so far removed that they were unable to? And they just kind of had to you know, do their best. They had to give it the best go, I suppose. I I do agree, Eric. It does seem a little bit out of place though. I mean, I feel like you would have to check in at some point. Yeah, right. But, you know, I like Pike's line here. He says, um, I can't remember the exact line, but he's like, I'm not going to sit around and wait for permission when people are on the, like, the selling block. People are up for sale. Like, if these people are going to be sold into slavery, I'm going to do something about it rather than Mm -hmm. just wait for, for, for permission. Yeah. Yep, that cowboy diplomacy. That boy Pretty scout. much every, everything Kirk did was already done by Pike. He's a boy scout, man. Just it's, in, it's in his file. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's totally in your file. <laughs> What's wrong with being a boy scout? That's what I want to know. I'm just saying. Nothing. Nothing wrong with it. Not a darn thing. I, w- I was never boy scout so i i don't know probably a lot wrong with it mm, i'll thanks. just take that path thanks you're buddy. welcome appreciate you appreciate you <laughs> all right so we go in right we go in we dump a we dump a buoy you know hoping we can relay a message messages in general so we can still have some degree of communications you know with the arrays and whatnot that have been established up to this point and we go in and um we have eric's favorite character um, Ortegas, you know, asking like, how close do you want to get? First date or third date? I hate this character. Like, I'm just going to say, <laughs> this character is not interesting at all. She's not professional at all. Like, how, yeah, how close do you want to get? First date, like, who says that on the bridge of a starship? Ortegas. And then, and then later on, they're talking like, 
oh, when they get trapped inside the the Tholian web, that's totally not the Tholian, the the thing that's not the Tholian web, but totally is the Tholian web, right? It's a lot quicker than a Tholian yeah, web. Yeah, she's like it's laser. It's like laser. It's like a we're caught in a net made of lasers. <laughs> and then like they're trying to decide how to get out of it, and she's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go kaboom. Like, who talks like that on the bridge of a starship? Like, I, I mean, if I was the captain, I would not put up with this type of behavior. Well, note to self, when Eric gets his first command, make sure Ortegas is not part of his ship. That's what we thats what we call a hard horse, Captain Eric. I mean, the, I, like, like, there are times when levity would be appropriate, and there are times when levity is not appropriate, and this is not the appropriate time. Yeah, I, I, I think the the only thing, and we, I mean, we've talked about this because she's she's made a lot of you know weird slash inappropriate comments and so forth. I, I, I think they really do like in their own weird way try and capture kind of like that almost soap opera esque comedy, you know, the laugh track at the end sort of deal it, it, from the original series, and kind of try and place it in here as as opposed to being much more serious in, in a lot of ways and in, in some of the subsequent series i i don't know it's it's goofy but it, it doesn't really make you respect the character as like a serious officer I'll, I'll definitely say that much like i wouldn't necessarily think oh yeah we're we're totally gonna make her a commander later on you know type of deal but I don't know. I, I I think it's it's largely harmless, but it, it it gets a little old. It's like you do one one liner. It's a one liner. You do one and then you let it go. But no, it's like ah, we're going. You you want to you want a first base or third base? Want me to hit a home run? We're going on blind dates? It's like yeah, just tame it down a little bit. Okay, so can we talk? I want to talk about this with um with this particular scene. So again we're kind of stuck and if we the thing is like you know encroaching on us and if we don't you know take care of it fast then it's going to be deadly for us for the most part and Spock is kind of like sweating a little bit about like you know what to do like he's he's figured out what needs to be done but like at first like you know um was it Lon she she targets the one but then there's another one that just shows up instantaneously and Spock's like, oh, we don't have time. And Pike says, make a guess, right? Take your best guess. And he just starts sweating this. And look, we've seen Spock, you know, do guesswork before. I mean, I think one of the better examples is probably Voyage Home, like with, you know, having to recalculate you know, trajectory and all that for like slingshotting and time travel and whatnot. So from where he is here in this episode of like hating to have to guess to where he is as an older man guessing, what do we think about that? Like in terms of how that that was portrayed and like just set up in general or am I overthinking this? Well, I mean, think about how much experience Spot gains from now until the moment in um voyage excuse home. me in the voyage home right yeah. the, i mean how much time is 20 years have passed at least right so he's gained a lot of 
knowledge and wisdom and experience and uh he still has a little trepidation about guessing he's like i shall have to guess <laughs> and it's like I, yeah. I trust your guess more than other people's certainty but yeah here he is he's he's really sweating it and he even has like a a council almost like a counseling session right it's like you know they're based on a guess is based on incomplete premises and and I forget all of his words there, but that's the thing that stands out. And yeah, I mean, I think it's just experience. Well, I, I would also say I, it's it's a it's a difference in in portrayal as well, though. Like Leonard Nimoy, Spock versus who 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 played Spock in the um, the movies, the, Zachary, the newer Zachary movies. Quinto. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a bit of a mash of the two. In, in some ways, because like Nimoy's would very straight, far more straight Vulcan, whereas you get a lot more of the emotional display in the in the movies and so forth. So I, I would just say that like it's just it's it's a different Spock, and 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 from a logical standpoint, Eric's spot on. Uh, obviously, the the experience is going to be vastly different. Where you're you're maybe maybe to a Vulcan it's just a better calculation you know as opposed to like a, a human gut reaction although we know that Spock learns to use a little bit more of that nature to his advantage right. but I don't know I think if you if you stick Leonard Nimoy in this it, you know all things being relative I think it's a different reaction sure but it's also a different time too the show's being made true Well, um, we we start meandering our way out, and um, we we get through, and um, after a series of, of things, we we come across this ship, right? And um, pirates are involved. We get like a little bit of a skinny on on these pirates, and uh, we have an away team. Go check it out, and stuff happens, and this is where we really get like the divergent thing kind of going on where we have, uh, was it Pike? We have number one, we have, um, Mbenga, um, Ortegas. Am I forgetting someone? No, number one, number one doesn't. Oh, no, sorry. Number one's on the ship. ship. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So later. Yes. Lon goes down. Though. Right. Yeah. And it's Pike at Lon and then, a, you know, some no names, yeah, Richards, some, some security officers. Yeah. Wow, some no names. Love no it. names. We don't know who they are. So yeah, we go we go investigate some things and um, okay. I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead, but was that Orion? Was he Scottish? Because I swear he was Scottish. Was he supposed to be an Orion? I mean, that's what I thought that they were trying to do. That's yeah, a Scottish Orion. I mean, that's, but like I've never seen an Orion with hair, right? Well, yeah. Have we? I don't know. Well, I mean, with hair? Hit, hit, like head, hit, not like beards. Giant yeah, beards. Yeah, but this guy had like huge, long, flowing locks. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, I could have swore it would, like, I, I didn't look the dude up, but like, I could have swore they were going for like a Scottish-esque Orion in this, like with, with the captain the not the captain 
of the pirates. Mm-hmm. So, Basically, yes. Who can't cook? No, but he. But it, this is a delicacy, right? Well, the actor mm-hmm. is Irish. Okay. Well, then I just offended him in that entire country. Michael Huff. I'm very sorry. Michael Huff or Ho or however it might be pronounced. Okay. Well, there we go. This is why I should probably read things before we do this, but it's fine. We're, we're pros. We do this for a living. No, we don't. Um, anyway, it's a trap. Yes. 100% a trap, uh, which we come to find out after quite some time um, to really get to Spock like it's it's a very it's a long game um, in the grand scheme of things but before we get there you know we do have some conversation that happens between um, Dr. Aspen this counselor person right who used to be um, a Starfleet officer um, again quit to go be with these people that truly needed help um, in her services like to go be like a relief worker essentially um, talking to Spock about some things and pirates um, after a little while, they start to um, invade the ship. And um, things go south real quick. And um, basically, um, Nurse Chapel is having to defend herself with hypo sprays. Everyone else is I don't like have trying a, to. I don't have a weapon. I'm a nurse. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a little just nurse. A nurse. I've never handled a weapon in my life. Okay. <laughs> How'd that go again, David? I can't do that again. <laughs> Impossible. So, yeah, we, we just have, like, random people just, like, running through hallways, like, with, you know, phasers or whatever. Terrible security, Chase. Yeah. Terrible security. <laughs> See, this is why you needed to be in charge of this, David. I'm just saying. <sighs> Boy. Strategic operations, you know, like, come on now gonna run drills more <laughs> drills the read more hit more hidden phasers and drills <laughs> i did like the fact that when these pirates are boarding and like starting to you know try and take over the enterprise that we do have nurse chapel instead of like you know using you know a sidearm piece you know like she's using a hyperspray to like take them out i did like that I thought that was kind of... Yeah, instead of Captain Tilly saying, let's find weapons and storm the bridge, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Thank you for that, Eric. Appreciate it, bud. <laughs> Thank you. Great callback, my friend. Great callback. Uh, okay, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, Spock and, and Aspen, they're, they're having the conversation, and we're meandering our way around, and... Um, we later see that Chapel, after taking out some folks, she's hidden in um, in engineering. And even prior to that, Spock is basically saying, look, Aspen, you got to fight. I realize you don't want to. You say you're not a fighter. You're totally a fighter. Yeah, because she, she tells have a weapon. story about like her, her, husband. Her, her husband, who was a Vulcan as well, um, who... Uh, was like not afraid in a certain situation and was killed by these pirates when you know he probably he, he should have been afraid and he could have survived but instead he chose he chose to fight back and I, she's making up a story right we find out but what this is the story she's telling and Spock's like <gasps> well this tells me that you are a fighter right from the story that you've told me right right um so we we find some a random case of weapons in sick bay cool um 
Cool. <laughs> a lot of concealed phasers. <laughs> Approved. <laughs> and um, we we go down to um, to engineering, and Spock's like, "Hey, just follow my lead. Just kind of like lay low or whatever." And the next thing we know, it's like, "Oh, Chapel's here." Cool. She pulls Good out. Everyone's knocked her, out. She pulls out her hypos. I'm going to shoot it across the room or something. Freeze. <laughs> what are you going to do? Give me an analgesic? <laughs> oh, man. And this is where things started to get. I don't know. Um. Uh, like pulp comic villain for me. Yeah. Um, so we've been we've been tr- we've been securing the ship, right? Like, we we the only like command level officer that we really have left on the ship, like you know, number one's no longer on the ship, by the way. Um, so it's just Spock, who's a command level officer on the ship that we know of, and he's using his command codes to transfer all command whatever from the bridge down to engineering where they are so they can, you know, try and retake the ship from everyone and whatnot. Well, in doing so, you know, he's, you know, Spock is like being a good leader, I think, and saying, hey, you do this, hey, you do that. But he says his command codes and, you know, Dr. Aspen, who is not actually Dr. Aspen, is like, oh, surprise, surprise, Mr. Spock. I need to make a, just a quick little aside here. Um, and this is going to affect our operational delta. I cannot give this an operational delta. We talked about files, right? Reading files. Did no one ever stop to pull a picture of this Dr. Aspen before letting this totally face-tattooed woman onto the ship like nobody, nobody pulled up a picture. Well, well, I have the same gripe about episode three of Obi Wan. They're looking for him, but none of the stormtroopers have a hollow image no. of the Jedi that they're looking for. That's excusable. Maybe they just don't have a hollow emitter. In this, it's, there's no excuse. Like how many? How many? Look, how many times have we gotten some storyline about you? You know, uh, uh, what was the most recent? Um, it was it was in, in a in a uh, the Janeway book, where Janeway screws up uh, like a minor protocol on a transporter pad, right? Right. right. This is a uh, uh, an organization based on protocols, and you didn't think yeah. to look at a flipping photo. They had to have a photo of this person on file. She was former Starfleet. Yes. So that that's that's a gripe, and that is operationally. Terrible. Maybe they just look similar. <laughs> yes, this is this is Laan's fault, right? She's the chief yes, of security. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was still Ahura's rotation. It's her fault. Look, man. <laughs> look, man. You you gotta you gotta watch out for rule number seven. Leave no stone unturned. Why? Boom. Why is that the infamous rule number seven? That doesn't seem. Look, man. Look, Laon's rules, they're going to get right up there with Gibbs' rules. I'm just saying. It's going to be a thing. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So, yeah, this is where, like, mustache-twirling, pulp comic, B-movie-type villain stuff just comes straight to the forefront as far as I'm concerned. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's like, follow me. Let's go. And, you know, like, first off, like, okay, cool. You're going to, like, you know, hi- hijack the command codes. How did that happen in a moment? That's what I wanted to, like, was there, like, a subroutine? Was there, like, a USB drive or something that was, like, creating some kind of virus? I don't know. Like, it just happened in an instant. Spock's in like, an instant. transfer all the command code, transfer all the command functions to engineering, and then let's like instantly they all got transferred back to the bridge. Like, yeah, how did she do that? Right, like, I just, like, just give me like a throwaway line and I can live with it. But, like, yeah, I've had, no, I've it, had free range of the ship for three days and I, I was able to access this when no one was looking and do something, right? It's amazing what you can do in Jeffrey Jeffrey's tube 13 or whatever, you know? Something she's like a that. Ma- she's a master spy. Did you not notice the all-black skin-tight outfit? She's Look, clearly a burglar. I got instant, instantly suspicious as soon as I saw that black cat suit go on. Yeah. <laughs> like, for real. So, yeah. Um, so, we, we end up getting on the bridge and like the master plan is unveiled like Dr. No would you know reveal to freaking James Bond for Pete's sake like it wasn't ever to hijack the Enterprise it was for you Mr. Spock (laughs) it's been you all along Mr. Bond (laughs) and then she's like I did this because I want to, to break a prisoner out of jail and her stuff was like, like, love? You did all this for love? <laughs> I see your stony, cold, dead, big, stupid eyes. You know I'm right, chapel. Love is the only thing worth fighting for. Is it was some, something, I just, something to that effect. Like, love, love, love is all, is you, all need. you need. <laughs> What's man, love got to do with it? Smart man named John Lennon said that. Shot in the back. Very tragic. Mm. <laughs> Dad gum, man. Dad gum. Oh, there's a callback. That's good stuff. Mm. Wow, you're really going to follow that up with good stuff after... Good stuff. Okay. No, Chase, no. <laughs> this, like, this whole, this whole next part just get, seems like really... I don't know contrived maybe is the right word like just the the hey i need you to ring your girlfriend up oh, i'm sorry your wifey up your fiance um, be, fiance your mate your bonded person the the person you did the thing with you switched bodies and you you did a thing with um because she she has access to this is a various person cool hey lady i got your boy here look you want him, I want the other dude. Let's meet in the middle. You know, you bring this to the potluck, I'll bring that to the potluck. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Well, Beyond well, time. This is this is your standard kidnap the girlfriend or the wife to force the 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 person into doing what you want them to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except it's gender swapped, right? kidnap the boyfriend to get the girlfriend to do what you want. 
Yep. Release this prisoner. This is not a prison. It's a rehabilitation <laughs> center. But first, let's fire the phasers, all of them, full spread into nothing. <laughs> yes, the power. Unlimited power. Too soon, too soon. It's fine. Uh, okay, so we meet up and things get awkward really yeah. quick. So awkward, man. So awkward. Um, Sorry for taking liberties. Just go with it, man. I don't know. I don't know if I would be able or willing to even attempt to even entertain an attempt at doing the, doing what is about to happen. So we hear Spock like put the disclaimer out there, like the apology out there, like I'm sorry in advance for what I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which we know Chapel is not. Sorry with with what's about to happen. And basically we get to bring on screen Hey, we're having an affair. What do you think about that? Here's a little smoochy smooch just to prove it. And, and mustache twirly villain in the background is like, please. <laughs> Who believes this junk? Oh, and then they do like the little like finger thing, you know, or they, like they break their bond and like they swipe do the Swipe it little, away. They you know. swiped left. <laughs> and Sheik Tapring gives the worst Vulcan V hand. It's like yeah, they're it like was, a, yeah. a centimeter apart. Her fingers. She's it's yeah. like, you know, give them some spread. I Whoa. did not practice this. <laughs> it was the worst Vulcan V hand sign I've ever. At seen. least tape it. Like if you, I mean, for that one thing, like tape it if you have to or something. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, just practice it a little bit. Yeah. And that is really what brings us to the end of, of like that whole big Spock Chapel story for for this. Like, you know, we we have to pretend that we're having a relationship, which is what Chapel or what we believe Chapel really wants, is is some kind of like deeper connection, deeper relationship with Spock, which is, but kind of hinted at in the original series, does, I guess. Does she, Chapel she suit, want man. a relationship? Remember? We saw two weeks ago when that Not guy with everyone else. With to, Spock. Like, that guy yes. tried to define the relationship and she was like, uh, I gotta go. Peace out. <laughs> she, she likes Balkans because they're honest. That's a true Among story. Among other things. Ooh, hello. She just likes Balkans. But uh, I will say that during the little little kissy smooch scene here, obviously Chapel has a reaction to it. But Spock even does his little confused side eye thing too, like, "Oh, uh, I, I wait, what? Uh, yeah, oh, they, they, it's the human side. That human side is getting out, getting out of the cage." <laughs> No, but seriously, though, like, obviously, it's it's kind of one of those things that they, they seem to be taking a peek at. Because even in the newer movies, they had the whole deal with him and Uhura. Yeah. You know, so it seems to be a thing to want to bring Spock some enterprise romancy thing. Now, whether that works or not, I mean, well, obviously, it doesn't work if you want to keep canon centric. But, you know, at the same token, yeah, Chapel like Spock. I think she likes him more than a friend because 
at least if she had someone like Spock, she knows she's going to get the truth out of him. And to some people, that is of the utmost importance in a relationship. Yeah. And Spock has more emotions than a standard Vulcan. He's half human. I mean, it's very evident from this portrayal. So, yeah. But there was a little back and forth there. So, yeah. I think that'll probably come up again. Probably. And with all this, though, um, I think we need to, like, talk briefly about, um, like, what's going on, like, with, you know, Pike at all on the other ship this for, is, like, a second. This is so dumb. But do we this have to? This is so dumb. Like, like, Pike has been crushing it in every episode up until now. And this is just dumb as far as I'm concerned. It's like, oh, your, your crew, well, why don't we talk about this over a good meal? I'll, I'll cook you some food. Like, what? And in what world does, like, the captain, I guess he's not the, but in what world does this guy be like, yeah, I'll let you cook food. Like, like this, it's just dumb. I'm sorry. I, I, this is I like dumb. it. I don't like it. It, it's 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 this episode has not been serious like there, there's been i mean it, there's seriousness but the, the the premises are not are not very serious it's very again i i think it's it's kind of trying to pay their own little homage to how ridiculous some things could be in the original series you know some of that six late 60s early 70s kind of comedic stuff but from a from a purely analytical intelligent sort of standpoint here no it doesn't make any sense at all it's like oh yeah you remember blah 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 yeah no we're not gonna do that no we're doing it yeah. <laughs> we're totally gonna do it <laughs> works, works every time <laughs> works every time but no i mean in all suit it is goofy it it, it it i was watching i was like oh my god like so we're just gonna make the, the Pirates of the Caribbean over here just completely dumb. Guys, did so you think they're, that... They're going to stage a mute. You know? So did you... When, whenever they said, like, you know, Alpha Braga 4, did y'all, like, actually think about that? Like, Alpha Braga 4? Well, like I, I, Brandon I, Braga? I understand the Braga, right? Brandon Braga. But, like, like look. TNG. Deep Space Nine. Voyager. Enterprise. Four. Uh-huh. That's all I got. Well, was, was I don't know Brandon, what the alpha is all Brandon about. Was Brandon Braga involved in TNG at all? Yeah. Did he, didn't he come on later? He did, but still. Like, I know he really, he took over... Um, like, yeah, he was like showrunner for all the things, especially after um, Gene's death in uh, ninety. No, that was Rick Berman, not Brandon Braga. <sighs> I should think more. <laughs> I could have no, no, no. He no. You know what? No, no. Rick Berman took over. Maurice Hold Hurley on. was the showrunner in seasons one and two of Next Generation. Then Rick Berman took over after that. Hold on, hold on. Let's do the thing real quick. Oh, wait, no, no. Next, was it Michael Pillar who took over as the showrunner? Sorry. Next Gen. So he was involved in Next Gen, Voyager, and Enterprise. My bad. Okay, so he wasn't part of Deep Space Nine. But, yeah, Brandon Braga was involved in Next Gen for its entire run, Voyager for its entire run, and Enterprise for its entire run. Just not Deep Space Nine. So that's only three. 
Um, so yeah. He was also involved in, wait for it, you ready? You ready, Eric? 24. I know. Let's I knew, go, somebody. I knew that. He was, one of the, <laughs> he was one of the executive producers on 24. Okay. All right, I'm done with that. Let's keep going. Um, so yeah, like, we're, we're going to... We're, we're, he's, I mean, Pike is just being Pike as far as I'm concerned, you know, with using his charm as best he can. But yeah, like he's trying to, you know, stage a mutiny with the crew and, you know, get the, get in some infighting going and so that they can ultimately take over the ship and do whatever it is they're going to do, which is basically try and get their own ship back and beam back um, without any issues. And at the like part of the height of what's going on, like on the ship, like with Spock, um, not Dr. Aspen. We later find out it's Angel, um, Captain Angel of the Serene Squall. Um, he comes, he swoops in and, and is telling, um, what is it, Ortegas, like, hey, gently shoot the thing. Gently. Hey, I said gently, huh? And uh, anyway, like, just instantaneously like instantaneously everyone's now like being you know secured and like sent off to the brig or whatever um just no problem no problem there's like only like you know two officers over there but no problem it's totally fine chase don't you understand that once the leader is gone everybody loses all of their power they can't possibly do anything when their leader's well, gone also, they're hopeless also like if you know the command codes to your ship, you can you can shut that you can shut it down remotely. No, but that's hmm. I, that's only from Starfleet ships to other Starfleet ships. I mean, I just figured that that's that's how that's how they took because the that's how Pike retook control of his ship without actually being on the ship, and he was able to shut everything down was because he's got his command codes. He's also got a ship with a. Uh, an entire like shipboard steering wheel. Yeah. Let's go. So big, big, that was big dope. Pirate wheel, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying. <laughs> and they're like, just, you're just spinning the wheel. And then they're like, get us out of here. The mutiny's still going on. <laughs> we did it a little too early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we took the bridge too soon. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I guess all right. We well, we come to the end, the all important ending, right? Well, yeah. A couple things, you know, to Pring and Spock, they make up, and they rebond. Make out. Yeah, and um, after a little while, we cut to a scene where, um, actually, I just want to point something out um, that I really enjoyed, and that is. Our boy Pike doing a fantastic pirate voice. No, no, this was I'm terrible. Just this was terrible. I loved it. If we ever I, I catch don't her, I, and, I and don't stop. Like, please stop that. <laughs> I don't care. I loved it. I loved it. I, I'm I'm there for it. I'm there for it. Um, anyway, I'm like number so, one. Please, please stop. <laughs> but you could see she was fighting back <laughs> a laugh. Come on now. Yar, if we ever catch Angel, we should make them walk the plank. Arrgh. 
Come on, he, that was he fun. was he was he was holding that in too. I, I did. I actually, you know, it was it was a little little weird, but like at the same point, he just you just sort of see the camera panning around, and you just he's just like looking around. It's like he should have done like a comedic side eye, like look around to the left to the right. Arr, little smiles. Arr. <laughs> I don't care. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, okay, but yes, um, we we see we see Tapring um, back at the rehabilitation center, and there's like you know well, the, even well, before that, well, but, before that when they're on the yeah. bridge, Spock is like, I, I think I figured out who this person is that they want Sick to thing. get released. Oh yeah, like I forget what the the, the oh, code sorry. name that Zavarius. Like I think I figured out yep. who this really is, and then he has a conversation with with Nurse Chapel. That's like Ambassador Sarek had a child out of wedlock. Okay, or I, I thought he was just to a different woman that he was married to beforehand, but apparently he had an affair. Uh, that's fine, even though he was full Vulcan. He well, well, they they didn't they didn't necessarily because I I actually looked that up a little bit because obviously I knew who I know who the character we all know who the character is supposed to be later on, but like. It, it, it I, and I don't know how much of this was like rewrite or whatever, but they, they didn't explicitly say that this was like an affair, like out of wedlock, just meaning not married to the mother, but not necessarily when he would have been with like Spock's mother. So, right. well, I always got the impression I don't know, that Cyborg was, was significantly, <gasps> was, oh, was significantly older than, than Spock, <laughs> right? Eric, full Vulcan. <laughs> Even though he's a full Vulcan, he rejected. He rejects logic, and he's someone. I can't help but notice your pain. Someone it runs someone deep. Someone that I Share have, it with me. have always told to stay away from. His name is Cybok. <gasps> and if you notice, like played by a random extra, we don't see his face. So if if this goes over well, they could bring in a big name actor if they want. That's right. I don't. I don't see how you can connect that though. Like, how 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 are you supposed to like countenance putting together a storyline with Cybok here and then have the movie? Like, how does well, that? Has to get, how does he has that to work? Get like to logically, that planet, the planet of galactic peace, somehow. Well, that. The, yeah, and you're right. That that's fine. But like, in the scope of this show, if you're gonna do something here, that would mean they would have a conflict before that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that would, like, how do you countenance that with with the line here? The quotations can't. Like, I don't think I don't think you do this and and bring in Cybok and mention that unless you're planning to make a big deal out of it. Well, I mean, exactly. Like, I mean, we're looking. Well, I mean, so this is what ten years. So this is about ten years prior to Kirk. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's more like I would say seven or eight. Okay, so seven or eight years, and then even from that, we have what another nineteen years, give or take, uh, from the from the end of you know TOS to Final Frontier. So I mean, we're looking at. It's 20, Let's just call it 25 from, years. From 2265 to 2287. 22 years. Okay, so there we go. So so 20, a lot can happen in 22 years. And, I mean, yeah, they're 
brothers, that they're half brothers, sorry, but still, like, they're they're very estranged from one another. So, I th- I would think that if there's going to be any kind of like final send off between Spock and Cybok, it would be right around here. I mean, you, I mean, I've changed a lot in 22 years for crying out loud. From where I was, you know, in my teens. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I can't remember. Like, I don't remember. Star Trek Five is not the movie that I remember the best, right? <laughs> so I don't remember like th- how the relationship was described between Spock and Cybok in that movie. Like, had they ever met? Yeah. Like, how often had they met? How if they had met? How long had it been since they'd seen each other? How 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 much? how big was their meeting like you know how long did it last if they had met this is just not something that i'm familiar with and i know you come to me sure. for the normally for this yeah. information <laughs> man eric but but i definitely eric, don't feel like you bring in and name drop cybok here unless you're planning to do something pretty big with it because yeah. you don't just drop it and then never come back. Hey, maybe we. Hundred percent. Hey, maybe we can just have a, a re, you know, reunite the entire family. We can bring Michael back, and we can have Michael and Cybok and Spock, and it'll be really cool and fun on the next season of Discovery. It'll be great. We can just time travel back and have a have a reunion. So. <laughs> Um, I love the look on your face. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't be the one to say this, but I'm going to. So not this, um, not the ready room that went with this week's episode, but last week's um, ready room. Uh, Will Wheaton had um, uh, was was interviewing um, Alex Kurtzman, and um, among the things that he was, you know, asking, you know, like apart from like the Gorn, like are we going to see the Gorn again? And um, when it comes to, like, the future of Star Trek and maybe even Strange New Worlds, are there going to be any crossovers? The ant, like, he just stuck with, like, yes or no's, and there was a yes with crossovers. Well, so we know that they're bringing so, in James Kirk next season. <laughs> I'm not talking about, about Kirk. I'm talking, like, right now. Like, there's going... So, we'll see what that means. Like, I really hope there's not a Guardian Forever where we get, like, a Michael Burnham or a, you know, Jean-Luc Picard showing up on the bridge of the 1701 or anything like that. That'd be weird. But listen, fellas, we all know that Spock's biggest inspiration in life, in his entire life, was his sister. No, no, it's not true. That's true. (laughs) Like, it's just not... (laughs) It is the man 100% Spock true the man he was because of who his sister was. <laughs> Gag me with the spoon. That's right. Yeah, Family that's, you with a spoon. That idea is so terrible. It's all, that... <laughs> it's all about family. Are we done with this? <laughs> who needs warp drive? Might as well be. Family. I think we're done. All right. No final thoughts for anyone? No. Okay. All right. Then let's move on to the um, the rating portion of our show, starting with the Delta. 
where we evaluate the different divisions of Starfleet service, looking at um, command, the command and leadership related stuff, um, operations division, looking at um, communications, engineering, um, and of course, operations. Um, and finally, science, which is kind of self-explanatory. So with that, um, David, how would you start this off? Um, so, I mean, as mustache tweedly as this did get, like, you know, Pike still comes up with a plan to defeat the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney and take, take the, take the, take the ship and, and do things and make other soup that looks like chili and is better than gruel. So, I mean, like, you know, just from a strictly factual standpoint, he is still leading his crew in a situation where they were overtaken. His plan does work. Now, how it works will feed into other things, but I would give the command just strictly, strictly on the technicality that he did have a plan. The plan did work. He was able to get his crew out of a situation where they could have potentially been sold into Klingon slavery. So there you go. There's there's piking it up. Um, operations, I already said, I can't give it operations because there is absolutely zero redeemable quality of whoever it was that was supposed to just like, hey, uh, can I see your ID, please? Your driver's license, please, before you enter the flagship of the Federation. Uh, <laughs> and whoever that person was, I can only assume they're about 15 and ha we've seen them as a transporter operator. But anyway, I, I just, that that to me blows my mind. Like that is, that if, if you don't have a plot hole, there's a plot hole. Um, so operations can't give it to them because that's like such a mess up. Uh, as far as science, like, to be honest with you, I don't, there wasn't really any sciencey sort of stuff that I can really remember, remember going on here necessarily. Um, oh, chapel used a hypo spray. Right, right. Sick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she, 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 with her quick hand, she, uh, delete up uh, knockout spray and still maintained her her white jumpsuit pristinely, even though going through Jeffrey Jeffrey's tubes. But now, I, I mean, I don't really know that I can give it science either because I don't really remember an instance where science really came into play. This is just kind of like a little adventure. So command, yeah. Operations, heck no. Science, I don't see it personally. So can't can't do. I think this. Is this the first non-clean sweep, maybe, for me? I don't I know. So. That's not a clean sweep, so there we for go. For sure. All right. How about you, Eric? Um, <laughs> um, no, I, David makes a point about Pike having a plan and it working. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's it's an on-the-rails Pirates of the Caribbean I, ride fine, at Disney. whatever. Like, <laughs> I... I <laughs> I think Spock is the only person that I considered giving any type of Delta to because, like, when he thinks that this is this counselor, Dr. Aspen, he's, like, encouraging her and and he's, he feel, feels like he's being a leader when he's saving her from the bridge and getting her down to sick bay and, and 
hey, you're going to have to fight, and based on everything you've told me, I know you're a fighter, and there's some encouragement there. And then when he gets down to engineering, you know, he's got a plan to, to take charge. So I feel like I can give a command to Spock for that. I actually do think there is some science here when they get caught in the not-Tholian web, right? Because Spock is able to come up with some impressive techno-babble about you know, what this is and what's happening and what we need to do to get out of it. And, oh, we can find the biggest power source and we can shoot it. And then, so I think there is, is like some science there. Um, engineering operations, no. We, like, our, uh, Hammer's not even in this episode. I don't think he, I don't, I don't think he was even in yeah, last Hammer week's episode at? either. Um, Uhura wasn't in this episode either, was she? No. Okay, yeah. No, so I don't think so. Unless they were doing dishes, you know, in Captain yeah, so Pike's Spock quarters gets or something a command delta. Spock gets a science delta. Nobody gets an operations delta. Dad gum, alright. Yeah this this one is th- this is an episode, isn't it? This is um. an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> It is indeed an episode. <laughs> this is an episode, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of... The, the operation stuff, like... Security is lacking. Like, we're not, like, seeing much in the way of, like, communications kind of stuff. Like, we're not seeing, you know, like, ship operations much like you know on display like with all of our our red shirt folks um not not really yeah like where where's the bouncer at you know at, at where, where's chief kyle chief kyle you're the one that should be looking at the freaking you know you know um biomatter stream to be able to confirm is this in fact dr aspen's you know dna whatever stuff like that's your job but but way to drop the ball good job um i think i'm gonna have to give it to both you know after after you know considering both you know i like and we all like pike i think and he's just being pike and like he's using his charm like any captain would from this era i think and I'm I'm cool with with how he handled it, you know, like with you know trying to, you know, be the essentially be like a, a confidence man, you know, with um with our very bushy Orion pirate captain person, not captain person, um, and then of course with Spock, with him taking taking charge and uh, whatnot there in engineering and with you know working with with um, Doctor Aspen, aka Captain Angel. Um, so I can, do you think, do you think that the, the, whatchamacallit, the, the targeting, the arrays, you know, on the asteroids, is that more science or is that more operations? I like, I talking about getting out of the laser web. Well, yes. I mean, to me, I think it's, it's because Spock is figuring it out. I think that that goes into science for me. 
Okay. I know that, well, there's also like techno babble. So maybe there is, there could be a very, very tiny smidgen of some operations. Like area, right? Because like they're like tactical is like in there. So like you have to, like you have like the tactical folks that are like waiting on the science folks. So maybe, maybe there is a case for all of them. A very, very generous case for all of them. So just to be that guy, I'm going to be that guy. So why not? Captain's prerogative. Here we go. Um, let's let's move on to our numerical rating for this episode. So on a scale of one to ten, one being a dumpster fire, ten being absolutely amazing. Eric, how would you rate this week's episode? I think this is the show's first misstep. Um, I think we've had like in with this the seventh episode. I think we've had what like five fantastic episodes so far. Um, so that's saying that's saying pretty much like if this is its misstep, but this is still better than I think a lot of things we've seen from some of the other shows. I'm looking at you, Spock's sister. <laughs> um, yeah, like <sighs> it's not terrible, um, but man, it's just it's goofy, and there's nothing wrong with being goofy. There are a lot of goofy Star Trek episodes. I mean, there's the Quark has to become a woman in one episode. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I mean profit and lace. Like, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of goofy stuff that that goes on in Star Trek. So I I don't mind that, but like, because it's so goofy, I, I just have a tough time like like taking this episode seriously. I wasn't as entertained by this episode as I was some of the others. It became very comic book villainy, right? Um, but it's not terrible. Uh, I'm just going to give it a seven. Okay. David. Um... Yeah, so it was certainly not in the top echelon of the series. It got a little goofy, um, which can be fun, but it did feel a bit like, "Hey, we we need an episode. Let's let's do a thing." And I, I think the saving grace of it really was the you know that we have established these characters by now to a point where we we know who we like we kind of know why we like them and um it, it's it's kind of okay to have a, a an episode where yeah maybe not not such a bang um sure. but yeah how many times in a in a very in, in a kind of a limited uh, run show here do we need to have the the spock to pring relationship like how, how many times do we have to go back into it uh did we have to do a tweedly mustache kind of uh villain couldn't we've just had kind of a cool villain hey you remember those gorn that we were like you know all oh, the scary gorn guys in one episode uh, and you know we we may or may not see those scary guys let's just keep packing on potential villains as opposed to like kind of resolving um but it does have a lot of the the kind of classic elements still of, of star trek which i appreciate you still have kind of the walk and talks you know getting our problems sorted out 
you still have the logs, you know, everything still feels very Trek. It just felt kind of like if we put that, you know, that Benny Hill music behind it uh, in a few instances, mm. we would probably, it would probably fit a little bit too well, maybe for comfort. Um, but, but overall it was, it was, a it was fine. It was a fine episode. It, it just wasn't a great episode. Um, so I, I would, I would probably say, I think I came in with one rating and no, nah, I'm going to keep with that. I, I'm just going to, nah, oh gosh, uh, let's just give it a good old lucky 7.7. Y'all are really doing this to me, aren't you? Yeah, sure. Okay. You have to decide it. Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Carpe diem, my friend. Carpe diem. Um, okay. You hit the nail on the head as far as I'm concerned, David. Like with, it does the Star Trek thing, but like the Benny Hill theme just seems like it would fit way too well with this episode. I think the part in the episode where it like really started to come, um, I think undone is too harsh of a word for me to use, perhaps, but eh, what the heck. Was whenever we get, um, Captain Angel, um, our guest star, sitting in the chair and kind of has her leg, you know, draped over um, one of the armrests. And then she gets up and, and she starts like doing this very dramatic, like catwalk, you know, model walk towards um, Spock. And she's like just being very sarcastic and like taunting with what she's saying. Like that's where I was just like, Huh, okay, this is like a little bit too like schmackty for me. Like this is just too like soap opera y daytime television for me. Um I don't hate it, but I do think that this is definitely the um I haven't looked at, at IMDB or Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that, but I'd hazard a guess that this might be the lowest rated episode of the season so far. And Eric, don't tell me yet until I get my number. But um, I think the because I, I mean I did enjoy the episode. It was just a little too much. I don't know. Um, so I think the number that I'm kind of thinking is like seven and a half, seven six, something like that. So. Um, I guess I'll give it like a seven six or whatever. I mean, I, I did enjoy it, but it was just a little off from like what we have. But like, it, I mean, it's still it's still a, a fun episode. Um, I'm like, this is just like kind of. I think this of the seven episodes we've seen so far, I think this is probably the one that would probably be like background viewing for me, like while I'm like working on a project. Like, this isn't one that I would probably actively watch again. If I'm being completely honest, that's fair. This is the lowest rated episode on IMDb. It has seven point six at the time of this recording. Hey, how about Ooh. that? Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I hit that on the nose. <laughs> how about that? So with our three scores um, combined together, seven, seven point seven, and a seven six, um, our average rating for this is actually a seven point four three. So there we go. Seven four. Whatever. Um, so yeah, that's it, gang. We have three episodes left of this season, and 
Um, still no announcement um, at the time of this recording as to when uh, Lower Deck Season 3 is going to come out. Uh, we, I mean, it was at one point stated summer of 22. And, uh, I mean, that's... that's like through, But that's through soon. September 21st, so. right? I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah. Summer's technically not until, what, June 21st? So... Which is the day that this episode comes out. So how about that? Nice. Just saying. Or I think, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, everyone, guys, thank you so much for uh, for your thoughts. Um, there is no Twitter poll. Eric, I know I've broken your heart on this. No Twitter poll. Um, so we're going to be able... We're kind of getting out early, not really. But um, <laughs> everyone, guys, thank you so much as always uh, for your time. Thank you for not... Uh, being stuck in a shuttle pod um, again appreciate it um, to everyone out there what do you think of this episode uh, are you do you kind of think that this was kind of off do you think this was the best episode of the season what were your thoughts or your takeaways we'd love to hear it uh, let us know we're on all the things Facebook Instagram and Twitter all at TRTV pod you can also check us out trtvpod.com uh, learn more about us connect with us there share an idea for a future show as well as uh, consider supporting us financially if you really like what we're creating um, at patreon.com um, all links at our website. Um, finally, if you do want to, you know, send us something, make sure you open up hailing frequencies, enter in coordinates to trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission at 817-752-4757. Remember, there is a three-minute limit before, you know, a random laser web, you know, traps you. So be quick about it, I guess. Uh, otherwise, you go kaboom. Uh, finally, if you do want to mail us something, you know, like books that are safe for work Lone Star Station P.O. Box 2455 Azel, Texas 76098 Everyone, thank you so much for listening and as always, remember to boldly go and make it so. Mm-hmm.